Welcome to the Partnership Podcast. We're in the middle of a six-week consultation period with the Financial Conduct Authority, which will help decide the final shape of regulation for funeral plan providers and those they work with, including independent funeral directors. So this time, I'm speaking to a funeral director about how the consultation impacts independent businesses and what funeral planning will look like when it comes into force next year. A.B. Walker is an independent funeral director in Berkshire, which has been family-run for over 150 years. Many of you will recognise its director, Julian Walker, as a past Safe Charter Chair. Today, we will be asking him what FCA regulation means to him and the steps he has already taken to meet it head-on. So, Julian, delighted to see you again. How are you, sir? Very well, thanks, Malcolm. Yeah, excellent. Good. You're looking well, all things considered. Uh, I've been out on my bike a little bit, and I've also tackled the biscuits in the lockdown, so uh, there's a bit of a balance to be had. Yeah, me and you too. Well done. Okay, look, um, I guess we've all been working hard to distill the FCA's 355 pages into its most fundamentally important points. Now, how well would you say you understand what the regulator is proposing? Um, I think I've got a good grasp of this. I mean, I think the first thing to put in in my mind is after the year we've had, I feel that funeral directors are capable of dealing with a little bit of regulation. Mm -hmm. And uh, nothing will ever be as difficult as what we've gone through in the last year. All the way through my service with Golden Charter on the board, there was talk about regulation coming, not if, but when. And I'm almost glad that we can sort of see what's going to come over the horizon a little bit more now in terms of what it will mean to us. The the actual principle of the regulation is to protect customers. And in my view, the values of the independent funeral director, the values of Golden Charter, certainly the values of our business, it it is about doing what's right for the customer because that creates the long-term success because customers come back. They're only really pointing this out in a structured way in many respects. So I'm quite keen that uh, we all understand it's not to be feared. I think the detail is in the 300 plus pages uh, and it is a case of going through. I I was really glad that Golden Charter did a sort of four pager, which which gave me a a good uh, cut down version. Good. All right. Thanks, Julian. So, I mean. How do these FCA plans actually fit with your expectations then? Because to some extent, we knew what the regulator would focus on and that it would be led by consumer protection, as you've already mentioned. Did those proposals in the consultation document match your expectations or were there actually any surprises? Um, They did really. I mean, I think that there's been calls over the years for a capping or a reduction or a a, um, banning of commissions to third parties. And I think for funeral directors... Um, that there was always frustration in terms of payments that were being taken out of the value of the funeral. Um, so it just needs to be thought about and how that's being going to be communicated in the future, because simply banning commissions, which is what they're proposing, there needs to be a, another model, because we all know that there will be a need to take value out of the consumer price in order to be able yeah. to sustain the ability to pay for people to sell plans. I think that uh, the appointed representative model uh, that sort of makes sense to me. The whole point that Golden Charter will take the heavy lifting from our point of view, and we will act within the rules uh, as their agents effectively. I think that really works quite well. 
and, and you know the stuff that they're requesting like um uh, to prove solvency and uh, do some limited tests in, in about us as a business that's going to be relatively easy relatively cheap mm-hmm. so it's nothing like the um, cma requirements that i yep. think cool. funeral directors are looking at um and the only thing that we'll think need to think about more is how do we have these appointed people within our organization who are the ones who lead the planning discussions because yeah. i just want to make sure that we can still leverage those great relationships that we have where the funeral administrator, funeral arranger has developed a relationship with a family and is the trusted face of A.B. Walker or you know the funeral director. So we just need to think about how we do that. That's in context with our particular business where we, we chose to have a specialist sales team, funeral plan sales team, who we then, you know, we hit COVID and we ultimately made them redundant because they couldn't have those face-to-face arrangements. And uh, it's whether we go back into that model again, and if so, what will the learnings be in in line with um, the need for regulation? Okay, thank you, June. Now, um, six weeks is quite a short consultation period, um, and this is the clearest indication we have had of what regulation will look like. What are your early thoughts on how you want your business to respond? Then you've just touched on the sort of AR model a little bit. <laughs> Being lazy, most funeral directors, I think don't want to know too much about the uh, the 355 pages of the uh, proposals. Yeah. So we are looking, I think, to Golden Charter, Safe Charter, to take the heavy lifting in terms of identifying what the best models are going to be for our particular setup, and that's all yeah. independent funeral directors, and um, work to be able to um, promote within the FCA anything which is not I don't think we I don't think we can fight it. I think what we've got to do is work with the FCA because if yeah. ultimately it's about customer care, uh, ultimately, then mm-hmm. we should be leading it rather than fighting it. Um, yeah. th- there are going to be um, points where I think funeral directors should get involved, and I think that there is an opportunity now to you know start to do those bits of writing in to either the Safe Charter guys or Safe or Golden Charter. Or directly to the FCA just to get get some points across. But yeah. I, I think that um, my my learnings from the um, the approach that the industry had to the CMA was there were too many people trying to prevent uh, transparency rather than actually open open up our situation and become a little yeah. bit more transparent. So with funeral plans, I think we should become more aligned rather than fight to become less aligned. You know, we, we, we've got to accept there are going to be other funeral plan providers and many of, um, you know, my, my friends in, uh, in safe cell or they accept other funeral plan types. Yeah. I, we don't. So my uh, selfish view is that I would promote that there was a, a golden charter arrangement with um, businesses which are prepared to align themselves with golden charter and we don't defend the behaviour of other funeral plan providers or end up being tainted by them because I I mm. fear that there is going to be uh, a few that will not survive regulation and they will go down fighting. Just on the last point, generally about funeral plans, um, I'm guessing that notwithstanding what you've read in terms of the regulation, it hasn't diminished your business appetite for funeral plans going forward. 
Well, no, certainly not. Actually, um, I remember sitting at the end of February and realising how many funeral plans we'd sold, which was, you know, you can get them on two hands, yeah. and how many funeral plans that, that, that had matured. It was an incredible number. And mm-hmm. so there was a large number of people that um, have had funeral plans that are no longer in our plan bank. Yeah. And we know that there's an increased awareness and conversation to be had with our customer base about making provision for the end of life. So I think that, that we've probably got an opportunity and it's more valid now than it was a year ago because um, sure. funeral directors and dying and the end of life and and providing a, having a plan for different things yeah. is now becoming more common. I think that COVID has brought that to us and we yeah. can have that trusted conversation. Yeah, thank you, Julian. That's actually backed up by the consumer research we've carried out over the last 12 months that those plans uh, remain important and people are indeed thinking about their own mortality as a result of the pandemic. Thank you. Um, Okay, look, at Golden Charter, the simple fact of how we work is that we need to support independent funeral directors like yourself to work within these rules. So what support do you feel you need or want from us specifically? This this may be unique to A.B. Walker, but I I suspect not. Um, Every different funeral arranger approaches the funeral arrangement process slightly differently. Yes. And what we can't have is every different funeral arranger approaching the funeral plan arrangement differently because we're now required to fulfil the process the same way each time. So we can't afford to have a variety of approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, much as it, I know frustrates a lot of funeral directors, and I probably... I'm not one because I've worked within Golden Charter in a very close way and I see how it works a little bit more, that there has to be trust that Golden Charter's arrangement in terms of the contracted service agreement that we've got, if you like, it it might seem as though it's a bit harsh, but actually its principle is to protect all from uh, the likelihood that a funeral arranger at A.B. Walker in the Maidenhead office is going to go off and get us all into trouble because they've offered something which they shouldn't do. So if there was something that I would like that we can have in the future, it would be more training, uh, more training resources, video, you know, digital training that yeah. uh, we can uh, get get everybody to sit through. There's a test at the end. There's a there's a pass mark. Then to have to keep redoing it. Um, you know, I, I think it just means that we have that level of compliance and understanding that you have to do things a certain way and there's no other way. And that way we don't run into a problem where we get mis-selling of any kind. Yeah, I get it. understand. Thank you for that. Um, Now, look, you have, of course, signed your Golden Charter Funeral Director Agreement recently, which we set up as a key step on on the road to regulation. How have you found that agreement? And, And do you think it is a good stepping stone to what the FCA looks like it requires going forward? And are there any aspects that concern you? No, I, I think that, um, I mean, Golden Charter had the disadvantage of almost being the first mover to try and get funeral directors aligned behind a particular agreement. And uh, so uh, there were a few conversations that I had with funeral directors where they were frustrated because they felt it was overly, it was imbalanced towards the control of Golden Charter. But I understand that if Golden Charter doesn't have that control, because it's taking the risk with the regulator, it is liable. So it's got to be seen to be making people adhere to rules. I personally don't feel as though it's uh, an onerous thing. 
I think initially I was looking whether whether the, the tensions might have laid and, and they ended up being explained better uh, in in an, an iteration which was the, the language was a little bit different from. And that was towards um, the value of funeral plans moving forwards to make sure that uh, should the next generation of AB Walker or, or I wish to dispose of the business, there would be value left in the plans that we've sold. And yes. of course, there's quite a lot of cost associated with selling those plans, which we don't um, actually see until the, uh, the the plan is matured. So, you know, that, 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 that was probably an area of tension which was, which was easily um, removed. Okay, thank you. Um, Lala, finally, when it comes to regulation, what advice would you give your fellow funeral director colleagues who are listening to this podcast across the country? Well, firstly, I don't think we need to be frightened of it. I think we need to embrace it. Uh, no one likes change, but we're going to have to change one way or the other. And I think COVID has taught our industry that we can change on a sixpence. And so I think we need to embrace it. I think we need to um, allow the discussions to go ahead and others will take the lead in negotiating the best place for us, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that we will then be given a steer as the new model, enough time to implement the changes and then we'll move forward and sell more funeral plans. Um, there, there is no other way of, of going into it. We can't fight it. And there is no other mechanism by which people can set aside money for a funeral mm -hmm. that we are as in control of and in terms of um, defining that that money is coming towards us for a funeral in the future. So there's no other um, investment format that, would, that I think is, would take place. Excellent. Julian, thank you very much. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you for listening to the Partnership Podcast. The FCA consultation period ends on April the 13th, so there is still time to participate. You can also speak to your Golden Charter business manager if you want your thoughts to influence our own response. You can find all our podcast episodes on goldencharter.buzzsprout.com, including interviews with funeral director inspectors and the Funeral Planning Authority CEO. And if you have any thoughts about the podcast, you can reach me on malcolm.flanders at goldencharter.co.uk. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you again on the Partnership Podcast.